Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today, I'm joined with... Oh, who do we want to start with? I, I, I guess I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take well, you're already I beat here. Chris to it. He was like, <gasps> and then I beat him to it. But okay, I am George Carmona. Thanks, Travis, for under my lower thirds. We'll get to Travis in a second. Well, I'm Christian Bosch, and I'm present. I'm in the location. Man, okay. I forgot to turn my laptop uh, volume lulls. up. Come on now. Wow. You told me Rookie whoops. mistake. All right. Well, I, that was fun. <laughs> well. well, today we have a special guest again. We have Franny back in studio. Franny. What's up, everybody? Recurring How's it guest. Going? Oh, yes, right here, right, right there. here, Franny. Yes. Got it. Right there. Cool. He's, he's looking at himself. He's like, yeah. hi, me. <laughs> I look great. Welcome back, dude. You're, this is the first time we're having you in like the studio now. Yeah. It's fucking baller in here, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, it's all thanks to Travis, our engineer. Hi, hey, everyone. Travis. I'm Travis. Follow me on the socials if you want. If you don't, I'm going to come for you. Okay. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the point. He keeps it like that. All right. Well, for today's episode, we wanted to bring Franny in, and we have a few clips we wanted him to look at of special effects, makeup, masks, and movies, and we wanted to get like a little bit of the behind the scenes scoop of maybe how it was made. Maybe he maybe he has a little bit of like, you know, a little, little dirt on how they did it. So I think we're going to go ahead and start with Christian with your clips. If you want to go ahead and introduce your clip first. Okay. So here's the backstory. Back to the Future movies. Bomb. Delicious. Great films. Two, two, two is still good, but it's technically the worst one just because one and three are so good. Anyhow, first movie, Crispin Glover plays the dad. He plays a big role in the movie. The second movie, though, he didn't come back because they weren't paying him enough money, you know, because he was a big role in the first one. He thought he was going to be a big role in the second one, and he didn't really like how the first movie ended. So he's like, I'll take a hike. The guy's making Back to the Future 2 said, well, we'll just hire this other guy. Uh, Wiseman is his name, Jeffrey Wiseman, and we're just going to steal his likeness by putting prosthetics on his face to look like the last actor. No way. Which it's a little jarring because they recast Marty McFly's girlfriend. They just put some other chick there. They didn't care. So. All right, let's check this out, dude. No, I'm excited. Once in a while. Here's Mike Hill touching me up for uh, Youngberg. Yeah, I felt sorry for Leah having to kiss the mask. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you. We have to like if if you want to stop it at a point, yeah, you have to let me oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Run. We'll give Travis the X. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and I use that clip because in the movie Back to the Future Two, they try to obscure it in a number of ways. Well, they have like those people dancing in front of them to kind of like not always give you yeah, a direct yeah. line of sight. They film a lot of shots from behind. They reuse some footage from the first movie because in the second movie they go back to 
1955 where they were in in Back to the Future 1. So they were able to reuse some stuff. But, uh, you know, and in Back to the Future 2, there's a part where he's elderly and they put him in this like futuristic like thing where he's upside down. So, like, they use a number of ways to mask the fact that he's impersonating somebody wearing their face the whole movie. So, my question is, this movie came out in, this is 1989. How practical was, how how does it seem like they probably did this, and how practical was it? And my second question is, have, did you know any other instances of, them them using movies using makeups and prosthetics like that to i guess uh fix a weird situation in a movie like they tried to do with this okay um so just from watching that clip alone i mean that's an amazing makeup and back then i i think i saw a clip i saw a clip similar to this and the makeup they applied was a foam latex prosthetic so they didn't have they weren't using too many silicone prosthetics back in the day. I actually brought some samples. Yeah, yeah. Dude, um, so, for instance, for that, I mean, this is this is something that I sculpted. So, uh, this right here is foam latex. So, it's like a foam rubber. Like, And I'll pass it around to you guys, no, too. Definitely. So, I'll pass that to you. Ooh, okay. it's like kindergarten. It yeah, is. it is it's like show kindergarten, and show and tell. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, I'll need the weed back. <laughs> so Who you, took the weed? You sculpted this. I sculpted that. Uh, it's a prosthetic for... Uh, uh, um, a makeup prosthetics company called FX Faces. It was my second piece I did for them. Um, so normally something like that, I mean, that's a little bit darker. That's because it was sitting in my car and it got a little burnt, but <laughs> yeah. He's tanned. It's cool. <laughs> he looks like Trump. He has like the orange tint to him. But you see how like towards the, the edges of the, of the prosthetic, they're thinner. Right. So right there like would a... be the blending edge. So you would oh. glue the rest of it on first. It, and it, honestly, it just depends on the makeup artist. But typically, like I, at least for me, I started the nose first because that's the most center focal point, right? So you had that centerpiece down, and then you glue around the rest. Um, and then you blend it and make it look seamless, which they made it look fucking seamless in, in Back to the Future 2. Honestly, I had no clue uh, before that it was a makeup on him. I thought Crispin Glover, Glover came back. So, I mean, they did a really good job with that. that you know, nuts. you did a really good job here, but uh, this looks nothing like Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried. It was hard to get get that rat kind of face that he's rat got going face. on. I was, I was impressed, too, because I didn't know that at first. Right. So I'm like, it was a different guy. Right, right. You said this was a prod, like that was a project you had for your work yourself. Mm-hmm. How, how much did you get paid to do something like that? Because that looks pretty intricate. Um, so for this company, this company has, has done a lot for me. And they're basically my intro into the LA effects industry. So I I do stuff for them for free because, I mean, they've, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they really stuck a leg out for me. And um, they got me and Austin my partner introduced to immortal masks, gotcha. which is a massive, huge thing. So I'm eternally grateful to them. Um, so, I mean, anything That's they awesome. ever need, I would, I would fucking do it for them. So I guess a better question would be how many hours did you spend on that? And then we can ballpark it in our heads. Yeah. Um, well on that piece alone, I mean, I really, I really spent my, I wanted to take my time on that one and make sure it was, it was really good. Something that people would use. Cause I mean, they, they sell these, you know, people use them on like really low budget films or, they're they're high quality, but their prices are are low budget, which is not really 
common. It's not a common thing. Usually, like a prosthetic like this from any other company would would be in the hundred dollar tier range, which right. they sell this for. I believe it's like thirty five, forty five wow. bucks. So they're really competitive. And uh, I mean, mm. the the dude who uh, who owns it, well, it's it's a it's a husband and a wife, Cheryl and Larry Bones, and um, they're seriously the nicest people I've I've like ever met. Like they 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 really do they do a lot for a lot of people. Like. They they actually got a lot of people's starts in the industry. Like all the people that I know at Immortal Masks, they're like, "Oh, we all got our start at Boneyard Effects." It's it's cool. Um, that's awesome. It's like yeah, a they're, feeder they're system, sick. dude. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's exactly. The, the networking aspect anywhere we yeah. start to realize that as we grow up is just everything. So yeah, it's I, not I'm, what you know; it's who you know. Absolutely, exactly. Absolutely. Um, shoot, do you guys have any other questions about this mask? Like, cause, uh, I mean, about about the me? No, I'm I, Christian. Might have. Well, he wants another. to know. You asked me about any other instances in film. Right. Yeah. So I have. A, I brought another example. This one right here. Okay. Yeah. He brought. He brought several things. He even asked. I mean, he was like, "Can I bring this guy?" Yeah. This yeah. this dude right here. So this guy right here. <laughs> this one's a silicone prosthetic. So now it's like a titty. Here, which way should I? It turn? does this kind way. of feel like a. Yeah, so this one's silicone. I did not make this one. I actually bought this from. Um, where did I buy it from? Spirit Halloween. The interwebs. No. <laughs> it was. It's a. It's a huge. It's a huge makeup artist. I can't. Tinsley, uh, Christian Tinsley. He owns uh, a really huge um, prosthetic company. They do prosthetic transfers. This isn't a prosthetic transfer. This is a silicone prosthetic. So this is what they would use now. Um, so this one looks and feels like like skin. So this is just a raw casting. It's not painted or anything. So if I wanted to apply this to anybody, I mean, you can tell like like it's it's like compared to this, it's 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 completely oh, different. What it's the fuck? A, it's a completely different material, dude. Um, but that so that right there I is. Really, I'm like <laughs> I'm having to like okay <laughs> reference it. So. That is yeah, so you would add, you know, hair into the eyebrows. Bro, what the fuck? Yeah. You feel your skin after that. Yeah, right? what? Yeah, that's yeah. My shit's real. bumpy, so it's like, mm. It's not can't, well, you, oh, you could recreate acne, too. I'm sure he's about to Definitely, say that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could. I mean, but this is easy. this is like a brand new paved road. My shit's like Detroit, man. Like, <laughs> where are our tax dollars going? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I noticed is that this one, it kind of has like almost like a drywall looking texture to it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because of the sculpt. That's the texture that I put on the sculpt. Because it's an alien? Right. This is like an alien in that guy. That's an actual human. So that is an exact example of, of, of what you were asking. That would be if they wanted to age a person. It almost looks like they, they wanted to age the actor. Um, you can you can remove it, the the piece, off of the, the foam head. That would be a casting of the actor's face down here. So... They altered it. Oh, okay. You know what? It actually looks like maybe they de-aged him a little bit. So, and they altered the nose. So it's a completely different nose on the prosthetic. So you could you could change the ethnicity of somebody. You could make for, Robert for instance, Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. For instance, uh, the Winston Churchill film, Dark. What was it called? I can't remember what it's called. Travis, do you know? I don't know. I Hunger don't Games. Know. I, I don't Hunger keep track games? of these. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Okay, I'll. I, we, or you said Winston Churchill. I'll, I, yes. You keep talking about it. I'll give it a look. He could play. He plays Commissioner Gordon. I. I don't know why. Oh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. They made him look like Winston Churchill. What? Yeah, dude. Look it up. <laughs> Serious black. He looks just like him. It's nuts. Gary Oldman, Winston Whoa. Churchill.
Oh wow. So they do that yeah, a lot yeah. now. And that that's all sil- it, that would be a silicone prosthetic. Multiple pieces. It'd be a neck piece, cheek pieces. Do they give them the dick piece? Do they give them like, you know, yeah, give, they them could. The, give them the Winston package? Yeah, wait, what do you know about uh, Boogie Nights? Yeah, he, you brought that up the yeah, first yeah. episode we yeah. had you on. Yeah. Oh, of course they did. Okay. All right. No, he did. He brought it up. Believe it or not, since then, um, there's, a, there's a crew, they're called Ten Shock, I believe. Um, and they've done a lot of prosthetic penises very lately. Like, uh, like I like how, <laughs> as you said that, that's why I laughed. He I changed like, it to Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that sorry, is continue. a good Winston right there. Wait, and that yeah. was that was prosthetics? That's yeah, all prosthetic. That's oh ridiculous. wow, yeah. nice. Back to your penis, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're you're describing the dimensions of Winston Churchill's penis just now. <laughs> But he, yeah, he has the measurements at his workbench. You, you think he's got like a big old no? Chode? He's got a chode. No, he's because, got a chode. Definitely yeah, because chode. he chode. like like Trumpism. He's like very like I will lead the UK to win. I don't know how to sound. <laughs> Speak softly, but wield a big chode. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not even it's the right like, historical figure. It's like figure, but. this, but like this. <laughs> a tuna can. Yeah. A tuna can. <laughs> Vienna sausage can. Oh my god! It was so big. Okay. Yeah, that I could be. That could be a question there. Like. Is that well? Of course, there's those fake dicks that people wear in pornos. Dude, yes. Well, there's those, and then more recently, me and uh, me and my fiance Caden, we've been watching this show called Sex Slash Life, and in the third episode, everybody, it was like it went viral for. <laughs> you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I like where this is going. Okay, there's a scene. It's in the third episode, and. Uh, it's like the, these two dudes are in the shower, right? And the other guy's like, what's this guy packing, you know? So he looks over, and it's a monster fucking dong. It's <laughs> it's huge, dude. And and it's it's like, I'm not even kidding you. It's like a 10, 12-inch or soft. So it's this thing's hanging to his fucking knees, right? And <laughs> A true knee slapper. <laughs> and uh, I, I follow a bunch of effects effects companies on on uh, on Instagram and stuff just for 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 references, you know, just for that's my dick. I did that. Yeah, no, I shit. I would sculpt the dick. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, they that's... they made him a, a prosthetic. You said it was in the shower. Case. I'm I'm only like I can just picture it's just like a steamy hot yeah, shower, yeah. and you're like you can hardly make it out. You know, <laughs> through the steam, you just think you see like a pendulum. Is it a pendulum? Oh Is there a grandfather God. clock Bro, you in the shower? You would go lightheaded if you had to use that thing, hey. man. You'd be like, oh, I can't think right. <laughs> We can't spend all day talking about fake dicks. Although, yes, we can. Although it is our favorite topic. Austin, yes. you had your clip that you wanted to present. Yeah, to so this one is like, I want to say like infamous, like as one of like the greatest like monster masks, I want to I wanna say, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a mask, but uh, mine is from the movie The Predator, so we'll have Travis roll that. All right.
Yeah. So, like, it, it, is that something more like this full bust you have here where they just basically made an entire head, or is that, like, something like this where they just added it on the front? Um, so that is a mask. So that's a mask set up with animatronics inside. Right. So how they would do that is... Uh, it was Matt Rose and Steve Wang that sculpted that piece for Stan Winston Studios. Um, so that mask right there, they sculpted it, right? So when they're molding it, right, um, they would, after that, they would create the undershell. And then in the undershell, they would attach all the electronics. So the electronics oh, uh, attached to a, a remote controller, it just depends on and the exact uh, animatronic method they're using. Yeah, there you have like a cable, a cable pulley system or or, or servo. But back then, I, I'm pretty sure it was it was it was cable pulley, I believe. Um, so that was uh, animatronic mask. So under there, the eyes. I believe the guy who played him, his name is Kevin Kevin Peter Hall. Um, he was this 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 really tall black dude. Um, he played uh, the big the Sasquatch in Harry and the Hendersons too. It, oh, wow. In the Patterson Gimlin film? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm looking at yeah. Oh, he was in like I think Star Trek too. It looks like. Yeah, he was in a lot. I believe was he in the NBA before? I, I can't. I, I I I could find out. I mean, he was really tall. That's why they use him a lot. He was really tall and really skinny. He died really young too. It was really it was really tragic. Yeah, um, he died in 1991. Yeah, yeah, he died really. He was young. seven foot three. Yeah, he was tall as hell. Seven foot three. Yeah, I, ain't, uh, I thought you said six five. No. God damn, 7'3". Oh, no. oh, That's yeah. why he looks so much bigger than Arnold, because Arnold's, I think, six foot exactly. I think we did this. Didn't we do yeah. this the other day? Yeah, we did. We did. He's 6'5". Yeah. So he's he's towering over Arnold in that movie. Yeah. Okay. So you said cable and pulley. Mm-hmm. So when is that when he's, like, taking off, like, those, like, side pieces of the mask and the air's going out oh, everywhere? So you didn't see it there, but, like, his mandible's, like, open. No, yeah, yeah. It's open, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. So I think yes. that's, yeah, because the ma- that's just a mask. Yeah, see. One ugly motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um no, that's just like compressed air I'm assuming that just built up. Yeah, yeah, that. Okay. I'm not sure how they did that exactly. I'm but you're talking about animatronics that help right. open it up. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, then <laughs> no, he just really did that. Now, like uh did you guys watch Fear Street yet? No. no. You guys should watch it. It's pretty cool. Three-parter, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's cool. I dug it. It it felt like a really like OG like classic horror film. Nice, nice. Maybe, maybe we got to put that in the queue. Yeah, maybe the little Beer Street. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Not Twenty Two Jump Street. No. <laughs> He's like, did I stutter? <laughs> so, when one of my like biggest questions, right, is obviously there's a long process in adding these. You know, whether it's a silicone prosthetic or adding a mask on, mm-hmm. how long are we truly talking? Like on a day, like how early do actors have to get on set? If they're gonna get, you know, silicone prosthetics and a mask put on their face, um, a mask is usually pretty easy because I mean that just that just slips on. They just have to if you have like an animatronic uh, system in that in that mask, like the Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would probably have like a like a like a sock on your head just just so that there's nothing like fiberglass or anything hard against your skin or your scalp or anything like that. And then, uh, and then you get eye makeup if you need any eye makeup, so that it that it blends like like, for instance, the Predator. I think it was like a little bit of gray black, and then the mask goes over that, and then they adjust it. Well, for the Predator, he had contacts in as well, so contacts first, and then and then all that other stuff. 
Um, so that that's probably pretty pretty fast. I mean, if they need to do any touch-ups, um, it could be an hour or two. It just depends. But I know for Predator that uh, he was able to take his mask on and off. And and if you're working on a creature film like that, that's probably what you would want the most because underneath that shit, it's hot, man. It gets really hot. And with all that, all those electronics and stuff, it gets even hotter in there. Um, like it, you could definitely easily get a heat stroke if you're not careful. But I mean, they they take really good care of of their actors. And I know right. for anything I've done, and we've had full creature suit characters, we make sure we've got fans and like ice packs and stuff like that, so nobody's overheating. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no, no. That because I always just thought that that would take such a long time. But I guess when you're making a film in which you're going to be needing to film a lot of you know shots in a day it's got to be able to come off right right hmm. but for like a makeup it honestly just depends so a lot of a lot of the makeups they do like silicone makeups if it's just like a like a face piece um it could be maybe maybe two three hours but if it's like a like a full like like cow where like you have a a different set of hair on there and you ha- and like i'm trying to think of an example like if you had like a cancer patient, right? And you wanted it, you wanted there to be like sparse hair in mm-hmm. the head. So you would apply a bald cap first, right? That's just to set the actor actor's actual hair down. So you would have to gel down their hair super flat, right? And then you would glue on the bald cap, um, which which mimics like the sparse hair in there. Right. And then any prosthetics you need for the face, like sunken in cheeks or whatever. And those ones take longer because you have to blend that into the skin and, and blending it into human skin and it making it not look, you know, weird. It, yeah. it, it, it takes a while. I mean, there's people that are, that are fast at it, but usually makeups like that take like three, four hours minimum. Wow. But I mean, it, it honestly just depends on the, on the, on the, uh, complexity and how many pieces are involved with the makeup. Like for that gotcha. Winston Churchill, I I could only imagine that that had to have taken four to six hours at least just because there's so many pieces involved with that. Well, I remember with Lord of the Rings, like, because I watched the behind the scenes of that all the time. They were always like, like Elijah Wood was like, I saw every sunset be- or every sunrise because I was up at like four in the morning because yeah. we started filming at like 10, right. but I would spend 4.30 to 10 and makeup. Yeah, you you have to be there early. So say your call time on set is ten, you would have to be there at four thirty just to make sure that the makeup artists have enough time to apply the pieces, whatever they need, and and make sure nothing funky's going on. And but I mean, a lot of that is just the actor just chilling, you know. I mean, yeah, I've I've honestly I've I've been putting some makeups in. Uh, the last one that I was in, I fell asleep while the makeup was being applied to me and. <laughs> <laughs> There's no issue with it at all. I mean, luck, luckily it was a full face piece and I didn't need to, you know, yeah, be super attentive. For sure. But for sure. No, the, okay. My, I guess my last question before then we could pivot into your clip. Um, one of my all-time, it's in my top five favorite movies of all time, but uh, Tropic Thunder, the mm-hmm. last time we've seen a like blackface done in a movie. Now, ethically... You know, would people have an issue, you know, possibly doing a blackface character or, you know, would you have an issue by any chance? I just want to know, like, this is a big ethical issue. Well, like, I know, but do people put their pride to the side for this? I can't feed my kid ethics. I don't know, man. (laughs) I mean, I, I honestly, 
I probably would stay away from that just because then you'd be known as that guy. Like there's that Robert Downey Jr. guy, you know, he did that's right. the guy who did blackface for him, you know. Right, the right. guy who makes makes anti-Semitic cakes like you make one anti-Semitic cake, you're the anti-Semitic cake guy. It's true. It's the truth. It's yeah. the truth. Wow. Okay. I just had I, I didn't mean to, now you know though. Like I don't know if you've yeah. ever put yourself in that mental headspace, but I'm glad I've presented you with this. Right, right. You know, so you could prepare in the future. It sounds like you got a lot of good things going. It I don't know. It's just it's it'd be scary to do something like that. I don't I don't want to piss anybody off, you know. Right, right. I just want to sculpt. Yeah. I just want to sculpt, man. So my last question for that is did they just did they the I'm assuming there was probably an art designer who created the face first. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of history with with the with that first Predator film. When they first did it, it was originally John. It was John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, John Claude Van Damme. I was and reading that. Yeah, that Kevin Peter replaced him. Right, right. He replaced him, and or the the original suit looked like like a like a like kind of like a crawfish. It looked really weird. It looked way different. Like it didn't look like an alien like that should be able to beat the shit out of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I got you know? claws. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, rem- I remember somebody, one of the, one of the onset artists for that was like, was like, Oh, John Claude, he hated it so much. After he would get out, he'd say, I want to kick, kick, kick it. Talking about the suit. Just a weird, just a weird thing to say, but yeah. Cause I was, I was just curious if like the makeup designers got to like, yeah, sorry, sorry. If, if so, they got to like, if they got to make the, the executive decision on how it was going to look or if like an artist came in, like, Stan Winston designed it. He did a couple drawings that the first one, they, they were like the, the crawfish one. They were like, yeah, we like that one. And then they were like, no. And then, uh, and then Stan Winston went back and redesigned it. He used different, uh, in, uh, influence he used different influences for the design like he used uh i can't remember exactly i think he said like jamaican warriors or something like that and that's where hmm. he got the the dreads from he, he mixed it with yeah, I was like about to samurai say that does look well. like rastafarian yeah yeah no, he's got, he's got like sense, dreads no. yeah yeah dread uh, oh rent a dread you remember rent a dread, dread. Fun fact for everybody, word of the day here, Rent-A-Dread is Jamaican for, uh, what is it, the women that like to go to Jamaica to get, you know. A Rent-A-Dread oh, go is ahead, a go male ahead. prostitute in Jamaica there it is. who oh. they are, look like a very typical, like what you think a stereotypical Jamaican would look like with, you know, like the dreadlocks and the whole nine yards. They play on the market of, you know, tourists go to Jamaica and there's all, there's gonna be women who want to have a night with a Jamaican I'm saying, man. I'm not saying it's Cameron, but it's girls that look like blonde girls are like I I went to Jamaica. <laughs> I got a Jamaican man. Cameron on the Cameron. No, you Cameron did not do that. <laughs> Cameron. She's saying that because you asked her. Oh my gosh, she can't hear you. She's saying that because you asked her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said, All right, I'll leave the room, boys, and then you guys can interrogate her. <laughs> <laughs> okay how did the hell oh we got to because the predator looks like rent a dreadman yes uh, dreadman that's his new name okay. it's not predator anymore shall we transition into the final into franny's clip here? yeah we'll do we'll end off on franny's clip we'll let him have the the last say on 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 this segment cool Without a 
airport. Then suddenly there appeared for me the only just listening to this on like spotify they're like what the fuck was that please we know what that is but please for they gotta go to youtube to check it out yeah they that's one of the reasons why you should be on youtube watching but i think franny should do a little bit of a background on that okay so long story short short the greatest werewolf transformation scene in my opinion of all time um it's it's just it's so hard to get much better than that. I mean, that really set the bar. That was the first time you really saw a werewolf transformation scene like that, where you actually saw it on screen. The only one, other one I can think of is Harry Potter, well, and that one's not even as CGI. As, yeah, it's CGI, but like that's not even as fully like that one. You saw literally a hundred percent of the transformation. This one right, was like, right. oh, here's a glimpse. Here's a glimpse. Yeah, which is so creepy. I mean, the music and then yeah. all the all the, like the little Disney trinkets around the yeah, room. and he's in like fucking agony. Yeah, like I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I forgot I how fucking like movie. how fucking like painful movie. it was for him. Yeah, he literally rips off his all his clothes. He screams, "I'm burning up!" Which you think about it, it probably would happen. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, right? Yeah, some people that's what they said. COVID's like, you know, like they just had to take off their clothes. Yeah, and I did. They're burning. Yeah, up. I did. Too. Maybe it, they it turned was, into that. It was pretty. I wish uh, I turned into a werewolf. Yeah, man, I, I just got pneumonia. Man, that wasn't that cool. Uh, yeah. Well, unfortunate, but now I'm glad you kind of prefaced the whole animatronics underneath because I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's what was used for like the stretching, right? Right, right. So for the hands, uh, they used they used uh, I believe it was pneumatics. So basically, just kind of they would press a button and it would just kind of stretch out, and that was all foam latex. That was was all this right here. Um, and then, uh, so the like the the cheeks and all that stuff, the back, that was all air bladders. So they had air bladders set all throughout, and then they would just 
uh, pump air into there. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they ha- they had to figure out the exact amount of air pressure to put in there, all that stuff, just to make it look right. And so that the foam latex wouldn't, you know, like balloon out. Because, I mean, foam latex is stretchy. And I'm sure if you... I could feel it when right, you touch right, it. Yeah, right. yeah. And then for like the hair, the hair growing scene, it's just a reverse shot. So it's the hair being pulled back, right? So it looks like it's growing. They just reverse the shot. It's it's cool stuff like that that Whoa. just kind of you know at least for me it gives me ideas on on how to achieve certain things and 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 it, it, it helps make things make more sense. Like if I ever had to do that, I'd be like, oh, you want the hair to grow? Well, just fucking reverse the shot, dude. Just pull the hair backwards, you know. Damn, that's uh, there's a, there's a lot of innovation now. When did that movie come out? What year was that? I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe eighty four. Yeah, it was definitely in the eighties. Oh wow. 1981. 81. That was very unnerving. I've never seen that clip. Dude, you have, have you seen I the movie? Him. That's a that's a that's a like a It's a good movie. It's a good horror film. What's the name? Movie. American Amer- Werewolf in London. Okay, I've heard I've heard of the movie, never mm-hmm. seen it. There you go. That's you, you went into the deep end too. They, you just they got get jumped right into it. because like when he when it showed the hand stretch, I'm like, "Okay, that's creepy." But when it showed his legs and his feet, yeah. I'm like, oh god! I thought we were about to see some some donger there for a second there. Yeah, why don't the werewolves ever hang a dong? <laughs> That's a valid <laughs> well, point. If you've ever watched Monster Squad, uh, the Wolfman gets kicked in the nuts and he reacts, and and like the most quotable line for that movie is, "Wolfman's got nards." Oh my god, it's <laughs> pretty funny. So I mean, he's definitely. I mean, they're definitely packing, you know. Absolutely. I mean, they come out once, like... Can they, don't, they don't have rocket ships, like dogs? I don't know. Rock, oh, red rockets. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think it stays the same size? I, I was thinking that, like, is the whole time, like, is his penis also changing shape to, like, you know, have that thing? But uh, is it just me? <laughs> hey, baby, hey, baby, there's a full moon tomorrow night. <laughs> I, oh what gosh. we're going to do is we're going to do a reverse shot of the cock getting hard. And yeah. then that's, that's how we do that. <laughs> <laughs> we just, now and now we know. Oh yeah. my, oh my God. God. So can you go into a, like, does this tie into what your, that clip was about or like, cause I want to jump into this I feel like too. it's just every time he gets an opportunity to talk, he talks about American werewolf in London. That's dude. How. I fucking love that. Movie. I know you do. And it's for, like for obvious good reasons, but like I, every episode, except for the star Wars, when we had you on, you probably would have found a way to talk about American werewolf in London on yeah, that. Episode. Like, well, you see Rick Baker did that. You know, he did the werewolf in American werewolf in London too. There you go. See, everything links back. It does. It, it really does. Rick Baker is tied to everything. Rick Baker is, is a genius. He's so a because genius. of him, we have Nickelback. Yes. The more you know, everybody. <laughs> he said yes. Oh my god. So back to the back to this bus that you have here, which is very impressive. Thank you. I mean, he, you're gonna ruin it. He looks He's, thirsty. Yeah, he looks like a monster. He he would drink monster energy drink. He like looks he would like chug them and then and then take a shot of you. He looks too. like I would find yes. him at like an Avenged Sevenfold show. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Where's the fucking Rev, dude?" He'd be like, dude, the Rev died. <laughs> the Rev died, dude. Yeah. No, he no, didn't. Did he? He's in Cuba. It's with, a conspiracy. He's, he's with, with Q, He's in. He's in Cuba with Michael Jackson and, and Tupac, John Lennon, and John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Big band in the sky what or Cuba. <laughs> 
So you made this. Yes. Obviously, you yeah. wouldn't have, you wouldn't have bought something like this, or would you have? I would buy something like that. Hell yeah, I yeah, have. Just I have bought. Buy it Franny goes. I have adult few. money now. Okay. I feel like you would rent it, recreate it, use it as like a template of as to what to do, and then mm-hmm. just like shoot it back. You know, Re- return policy. But he know, kept the nose. Days, he was whatever. like, I'm keeping this. So that's that's what you just said is called recasting, and that's hugely frowned upon like, it's illegal that's how you get that's how you get blacklisted from from like hmm. the like just the community in general no shit yeah because i feel like it would just be a good way to practice like well, i mean well, like I mean, obviously I mean, you, if if you there's a difference between practice and actually using it right right in a movie and i can see where you run into that but okay it's called what you said blacklisting well that would be recasting Black, recasting so i mean it just it, <laughs> what the fuck was i thinking blacklisted that's what i was thinking okay oh recasting okay go ahead um if you had the permission from the artist so say say so let's let's use austin for example austin sculpted a skull right and i have a client who wants a skull in their film, right? I have one of his skulls, right? I already have one. If I molded that and sold it without telling Austin at all, that's a no-no. I would I would go to him, you know, tell him the situation, right? And explain to the person, you know, if they wanted to use that exact skull that Austin made, be like, hey, look, it's his skull, Right. If you want it, we have to talk to him. Right. And get and get his permission to use it if they wanted to use the one that I had. And at that point, it'd be like, well, I would charge a rental fee. So if you want to use the one that I have, I'm going to charge you a rental fee and I would kick that money back to Austin or Austin would make a completely brand new custom one for them. And then I would kick him the money, whatever his fee is for that. Right. Hmm. So. So, okay, because. Austin's done a lot too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm seeing more of his stuff lately mm-hmm. than yours, but that's because you do grandiose things. I mean, you both do grandiose things, but um, it's almost like a licensing thing, in a way. Yeah. Well, Austin's been doing more stuff for for Immortal Masks. He's been sculpting a lot of stuff for them, which is it's amazing. It's a probably one of the best opportunities, right, for anybody in the industry to to get themselves into because they're they're literally. I I talk about them all the time, but they're the top silicone mask company in the world, and I will stand and die on that hill alone if I need to, and I know I wouldn't. I was about to say, I'd be like, wait a minute, if Austin's working for them, then why would you die alone? <laughs> no, I I know I wouldn't. Um, they're really get they're really great. Um, there's a lot of other silicone mask companies out there that are great too, but uh, I mean. They just they put out so much and it's so consistent and it's just the quality is so amazing and it's so hard to to be able to do that like they have such a, a large operation going on so for instance that 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 bus right there that's a silicone bust the owner he's the one that's that's basically taking me under his wing and he's he's teaching me everything which it's that's it's a it's an amazing opportunity I'm eternally grateful for that hold in front of your camera george yep. yeah as i say we can get a close-up of that on another there you yeah. go that's way more detail so he helped me out th- with this piece the entire process so um they're special they specialize in silicone so that bus right there is silicone um and uh so 
Andrew gave me advice. He was like, oh, you should try this, this, and this with the sculpt. I did all that. I took all his notes, right? Which is what would happen with, uh, with at any, any studio for any film. Like I just, I just worked on a, a mask for a music video and the director sent me notes like five different times. Right. And, and you have to make those adjustments and whatever, you know, um, and that's, that's how I look at it with, with this is, you know, I, I need to listen to these notes, take them into account. It's never anything personal. It's just like, oh, you should try this. You know, it's, it's, it's what they, what, what is needed, you know? Yeah. It's more of constructive criticism and feedback than just a, your mask fucking sucks, bro. Right. Right. But I mean, he gave me advice with that. He showed us exactly how to use the silicone, which I, we, me and Austin have messed with silicone stuff before, but not to this extent. Um, I mean, their whole business is set up around silicone masks and silicone and, you know, why wouldn't I take the advice yeah. from a literal master, you know? Absolutely. Hey, what do you know, old man? <laughs> That's how you don't make it, Austin. That is exactly how you don't make it. It is exactly how you don't make it. Well, dude, like, is there anything else you have on this mask? Like, I don't want to, like, cut you off. If you, no, if you have no. more to talk about, like, we can roll with it. Or we can talk about space and the moon landing. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, for those who are who are listening, uh, our next segment is going to be on the moon landing. This was George's idea. George was like, "I want to talk about the moon landing." I don't even know. Yeah, we said it during last week's yeah, episode. It, it came up organically. It was. Yeah. Uh, most and conversations lead into moon landing. You know what I mean? <laughs> With us, yeah. <laughs> and the guy who did the makeup for Amer- uh, American Werewolf in London. Those are the, yeah, wait a minute. There's there's a, there's like a like a chart and it's like, is it this? Yes, moon landing. Is it this? No, <laughs> American Werewolf in London. So you make busts and and you do the uh, the effects. So John F. Kennedy, did that look real? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you want me to start, stop the stream now? Or? Uh, uh, keep it rolling. <laughs> they said they said he's like uh, they. They say he's probably like a ground beef mannequin or something. Or? Oh my god! Yeah, they, that was the '60s. I don't know what tech they had. Yeah, no, I don't think they really had too much going on like that. I'm, that was real. There's his head just did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, Glad going we got on, that out of the way. Going Thank on you, to Freddy. the moon landing while these two dudes recover over here. I believe oh. Christian has a clip for us. Chris, your clip is going to be perfect. It'll, it'll, yes, it's going to give you a nice little rundown about the moon. The moon. Like waving in no atmosphere. NASA knew image was everything. And if it wanted to secure more government funding, the public needed to be impressed. A flag standing on the surface of the moon, which is limp, isn't nearly as good a photo op. They made it look like it was waving in the wind by installing a horizontal rod on top of the flag. However, the astronauts were unable to extend the entire way, giving it that waving effect. Conspiracy number two, why aren't there any stars in the photos? A limited exposure range is the reason why we can't see stars in any of the Apollo photos. Unlike our eyes, cameras can take in only a certain amount of light. If the exposure is too high, everything will look too bright. Too low, everything will look too dark. Sun was shining on them, they were reflecting brightly. The surface was reflecting brightly. Stars on Earth, let alone the moon, it's the same brightness. They're relatively faint. Conspiracy number three, the shadows are wrong. 
Conspiracy theorists point out that since the sun is the only light source on the moon, shadow angles should be consistent. However, when sunlight hits the surface of the moon, some of it bounces off, meaning the moon itself becomes a reflective light source. Professional photographers refer to this as a fill. That's why an astronaut in the lunar module's shadow isn't completely shrouded in black. The moon's light is softening the shadow. Conspiracy number four. Why didn't the astronauts die from radiation exposure? The spacecraft's hull shielded the astronauts from being exposed to lethal radiation while traveling through the Van Allen belts, layers in Earth's magnetic field that trap solar wind particles, creating high levels of radiation. Once cleared, they were exposed to natural background radiation. You certainly wouldn't want the astronauts on the surface of the moon in their spacesuits for days on end, but for the hours that we're talking about on the moon surface. The radiation environment is comparable to the radiation environment we have here. Conspiracy number five, who filmed Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon? Are we gonna send people to the moon to stand on the moon and not have a camera strapped to the outside of the lunar module? NASA put cameras on every piece of the Apollo spacecraft. That's why we have stunning images like this, this, and this. <laughs> you don't go that far and miss the photo opportunity of, of a century of history. If you're still skeptical, several photos of the moon's surface have been taken over the decades, showing Apollo lunar module exactly where Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin parked it 50 years ago. The, the notion that a conspiracy of the magnitude that's required... All right, that's all the important stuff. Tens of thousands... It's all fake. None of that adds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, a, I'm not somebody who thinks the moon landing. This. That's how we have to start it's saying this. that we the moon landing around. is fake? No, we have to go around and we have to say fake or real. Like, do you think it actually happened? I guess I'll start us off since I bring this up. I do not believe that we actually made it to the moon. Question. <laughs> Answer. I, can, can you question me after we go around? Or no, 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 no. Not like, not like in debate. I just want to clarify your stance. Yes. Do you think we didn't go to the moon... On what was it, 1969 or ever? Ever. Okay. Okay. Ever. ever. Okay. Uh, I I think we went because people were like, it, like I've seen some people go, it's CGI. And then you look at like Star Wars, which was like 10 years later, and you're like, yeah, was it CGI? I don't think so. I think we really went. Like, Okay. Okay. Chris? Okay. So... You know the pyramids? No, just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He's the, he's our resident conspiracy conspiracy theorist here at the table. Oh my god! So uh, I'm sure there has to be one that involves the pyramids. I fucking guarantee it. Absolutely. But uh, I think. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Hydration. Yes. I think the moon landing. There is a potential possibility that we did not go in '69. That's that's possible. Because really, this the whole space race was just like a pissing contest yes. for the cameras. You know, so everything's televised now. It's possible that they could have faked that for the cameras. But I, I land on, yes, we went. We went there. And if by chance the actual landing in 69 wasn't true, we I think we've definitely at least been there by now. Okay. So that's my stance. So yes, the moon landing's real. All right, Franny. All right. We also have to ask our studio audience too. After after oh, Franny, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I honestly don't know. Enough. I just sculpt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough to say whether whether it was fake or not. So I'm just in in the. Uh, I'm assuming we went there. I'm just gonna assume. 
Um, I, I, I will defend Austin's stance. Like, if they say that that was CGI, that sounds really, like, impossible for then. Um, but I also like like the conspiracy theory that Stanley Kubrick was behind it as well. That's that's one mm. conspiracy theory that I, yes. I like. Like, I know a little bit about it. I don't know <laughs> Take that, much. Martin Scorsese. I did not go into the Kubrick realm. I, I kind of held to um, – I wanted to go to firsthand accounts, and I'll bring mm. that up when I show my clips, but – I would be interested in looking this up. Does anybody else know about this whole Kubrick thing? I know a little bit. Like It's pretty like, common in the moon landing discussion. Yeah. He was the director of it, I'm assuming. Right, that he directed it, and he like left lots of little hints because his, his film directly after the moon landing was The Shining, which is one of my favorite horror films of all time. And they're on the moon and the he, whole time. And, and there's, like, there's like subtle hints within it, like, like the room that that Danny, the the main protagonist, is not allowed to go in his room 237, and the moon is 237,000 miles away from Earth or something like that. There's stuff like that, like like subtle Little subtle things. hints. Mm. The like, Pixar theory is real. Yeah. That is real, but... <laughs> We've Israel, confirmed that. Not is real, but is real. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we, we can audience. get bombed for that. we got to be careful. Audience, studio audience, uh, everyone go to, the, uh, go to the engineer's desk. You brought up we'll Stanley Kubrick, right? So I believe that he had to direct, technical direct, the, the, the moon landing. I mean, who else could has the knowledge to put cameras on everything? The Martin chest? Scorsese. Exactly. So they absolutely conferred with uh, filmmakers of the time and asked what would be the best shots, what angles do they need, is there enough exposure? Like they asked all these questions. Guaranteed he was called, um, and then a bunch of other directors that I can't remember off the top of my head are also called. But was it faked? I mean, that's up to the thing. But his involvement was likely. Right. What if, like, Christopher Nolan... Like, I want to see the Christopher Nolan moon landing. Like, it'd be 45 minutes long of them just, like, taking a step. It'd be fucking beautiful, though. It would Hans be beautiful. Zimmer yeah, Hans Zimmer music. Oh, or my God. Michael Bay and the moon explodes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or J.J. Abrams and you never actually see the moon. Oh, wait, did it, oh didn't Michael Bay, did it Michael Bay do something where, in, in Dark Side of the Moon, they showed, like, the moon landing, like... Oh, like there's a whole Transformers Dark Side of the Moon kind of no, aliens not. conspiracy that he did <laughs> they, in the trans- they just step that on, he like, put the into the, the Transformers rover. universe. Wow. The more you know. Yeah, Fran, this is why we love having you on, dude. As a recurring guest, you bring all these little extra outside. <laughs> Boy, if this is the first time you, you're listening to Franny talk, wait till you watch or listen to that Star Wars episode. Because, oh, oh my God, one. he literally just like blew a load over the entire table on that he one. Did. He did. Um, but we got to finish here. Chase, yeah. uh, moon landing, real or not? Well, I just have to say, yeah, it's it's probably real. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a result of the 43rd education. No, we're lower than that. We're like 49 usually oh, or I 50. I think we were 49 when we graduated. Yeah, when we so graduated, uh, it was like 49, 50. Franny is probably a little, it was like 60. You guys yeah. We made up 10 more states yeah, we when did, we graduated. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, yes, but from a very uh, uh, un... Uh, Unsure perspective. Yeah. Okay. You're Cam- agnostic. Cameron, you're next. Yay or nay? <laughs> she Okay, easy now. Time for the queen. All right. You want you got to get a little closer to the mic. Okay, I feel I said yes. I feel that's a hard secret to keep. From yeah, like we couldn't keep like, quiet yeah. about Bill Clinton's wiener. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel there's a lot of people involved in that, and for everyone to keep them, their mouths shut for this long is unlikely. That's so sweet. Like it sounds so Discussion nice over. coming from your your voice. 
It's over. That was Cameron so settled it. All right, everybody. No. <laughs> well, okay. I feel like I'm the I'm like pinned up against the wall here having yeah, a fuck but you. don't worry, don't worry. All right. There's a reason why I said no. Um I'm gonna start off with this, guys. Okay. <clears throat> Night so just so you know, Chris, the last time it has been recorded that anybody has stepped on the moon was nineteen seventy two. Okay. Okay. Now Two things happened, right, in this in 1969. I had to look this up, right? What inventions happened in 1969? The kind wheel. Of, to kind of put it against, right? I, at first, I was like, was the, was the microwave invented then? You know, yeah, like, the infamous if microwave. The microwave yeah, wasn't then, invented. Then podcasts came the, along right after the microwave <laughs> was invented. How the hell did we get to the moon if microwaves weren't invented? But that was 1940. So in 1969, what was invented was the glue stick. Okay. We couldn't so, get that without moon dust. Right, right. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. So glue sticks were invented. And the first ever um, email was sent, or first ever message sent from a computer. Was it the smiley okay. face emoji? No, <laughs> no it was the was, eggplant. <laughs> we would like to extend <laughs> your warranty. <laughs> yeah, the car extended warranty. It was Soldier Boy, because Soldier Boy is always the first in everything. He sent it. You guys are great. You guys are great. I love how you're running with this, right? But okay, so like, all right, first ever fucking email sent. We send a a you know rocket ship to the moon with people in it. Now I have two clips to help me kind of prove my point here. Um, we'll we'll start with the first one. This comes from Buzz Aldrin himself. This is an interview recorded two years after um, the moon landing. At the time, you're. You feel very much, or I did feel very much on stage, uh, 240,000 miles away. It doesn't seem like uh, on stage, but when you know that millions of people are watching you on television, listening to your voice, uh, you're, in a word, apprehensive of not doing something wrong or not fulfilling what's expected of you. How disappointed were you that? You were the second man on the moon. You could stop right there, Travis. Okay, he mentioned. First, though, like, from my my perspective of that they went to the moon, how do you relate to the normal person what, how monumental that feels than being on stage performing? I get the analogy. That wasn't even where I, it helps my argument, but that's not even where I'm taking it. Oh, okay. All right, please continue. So, I, I mean, the reason that when I, when I saw that, cause I always write in history class, especially if you go to college, all right, they'll fucking tell you that the primary source is what history comes from. Right. So I had to go to primary source. I went to primary source. He says he feels like he's on a stage. There's a lot of pressure. Right. And you said it was like a big pissing match. Right. The Cold War. Yeah. Was nothing or the space. We built race. missiles. We built rockets. Yeah. Right. So there's an immense amount of pressure built up in that moment. Now, what I'm going to shift to is who was president at the time that we have been. We went to the moon. Right. So the president was Richard Nixon from January 1969 till December of 1972. The two times ever recorded that we went to the moon, Richard Nixon was our president. Travis, clip two. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a mic drop. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't want a president uh, who's warm on the outside and warm on the inside, too. I want one that's warm on the outside, but I want one who, when the tough decisions are made, is cold and tough and 
will make the right decision without uh, fear of failure. That's all I could think of. Um, President we, we Eisenhower leave was loyal too, uh, I must say. Uh, he, uh, but, but he believed, you know, he was a military man, and he believed that people that are subordinates <laughs> carry out what the chief wants. Uh, I remember, I'll never forget uh, that perhaps the man that Eisenhower and many European uh, people that have talked to me believe was perhaps the greatest chief of staff in World War II was Beetle Smith, General mm -hmm. Beetle Smith. And Beetle Smith, this was afterwards, was a neighbor of mine in Spring Valley. He came in one day and, and we'd had a couple of drinks and mm -hmm. tears were coming down. He was not well at the time. Out of, and he says, you Cut know. Cut this shit. No, I was I'm tired of Nixon. All right. But anyways, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought he, he mentioned it. I thought he was going to go a little more back into that whole Eisenhower um, presidency because he was vice president to Eisenhower before he stepped in. Right. And what was one of the things he said? When you're the commander in chief, your subordinates do what they're told. Okay. What makes a good president? He said. A good president may be warm on the outside, but is cold when it comes time to those tough decisions. Like the moon? Like the moon. The moon's cold. Okay. So they really went to the moon. Moon landing confirmed. All I'm saying is like, yes, I do want to have that feeling, right? That we've been to the moon, right? But God damn it, guys, technology has advanced tenfold. And I know we may not have been allocating the money or getting money from the government to send people there, but don't you think we would have been back by now? I do agree with that. I do agree. Like, why haven't we gone back? And the argument I've seen or the rebuttal from NASA is like, fuck the moon. We're going to Mars, bitch. Right. It costs money. Right. And well, also NASA's budget is way lower than it was at the time of the moon landing. Correct. If you look at NASA, or let's say the space program more broadly, you look at the space program and the moon landing as a component of the Cold War, and you know they say the Cold War ended when the the Berlin Wall came down and the KGB, you know, and the Soviet Union dissolved in what was it, right. like ninety two or something, somewhere around there. If you look at it that way, it would make sense why we would put the whole thing to bed, right? As to us making it to the moon or not well the reason okay let's say we went to the moon yeah you're saying well why haven't we gone back well we established that the whole thing was a pissing contest right because secretly what's very interesting is the space race and the arms race they were the same thing we were learning how to make rockets we're like whose fucking rockets are better the ones that blow th when we put a man on the moon we're also saying we, we have big ass missiles like <laughs> yes, it's a very yes. it's a very interesting like cultural like back and forth right right so that just in my opinion right I'll I'll close off with this when you are a uh, a person who needs to make a tough decision like he was in right like do we allocate the funds do we actually go forth with putting people on the moon you get a group of men okay that are well disciplined that know and understand what their duty is. All I'm saying is at the time, I think it was easier to fake it, you know, kind of goes to Travis's point of them talking to all these film directors. How do we get this exact recreation of this? And I think that, you know, you kind of, as a president, you put the gun to their head and you say, hey, you're going to do this for our country to help us win, you know, Look the at what happened race. to Kennedy. We all used I'm, a fake that's that's where I'm coming from at it. I know eventually we're going to make it back to the moon, and then it's all put to bed in my head. But until then, 
That's so my stance, gentlemen. I, I looked up some numbers. The moon landing costed in 1969 uh, $49.4 uh, Got gotcha. you. If that was adjusted for today's money, that'd be $482 billion. Jeez. The yearly NASA budget right now is $24.8 billion a year. Correct. They're saving up, man. They, they got... They, well, no. They're getting uh, their dividends to add up first. Obviously, I feel like we transitioned at that point to, you know, the internet's kind of getting big. And you want to make your technology on the ground better than you would, you know, in space. And I think right. kind of that's why you kind of sideline that shit. But the I feel the the space... Energy is back. You know, Jeff Bezos flying off in the Hitachi wand. And, you, know. <laughs> you know, you know, another observation about that is how how anticlimactic it was when he went in that rocket. Because, like, when there's no, like, Cold War fucking pissing contest behind it, it's like, oh, we just saw something we've seen before. That is true. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's not like, oh, it's the fucking red versus the stars like, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. There's Whoa. no cultural well, I believe, push I believe China it, yes. has been to the moon recently within like it the was last 2018. I yeah, so they've that. been. So humanity has been there, maybe just not the U.S. is what you're saying. Well, no, 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 no. They didn't land a person on the moon. Oh, they just it sent was, like a probe? Was, yeah, it was one of those things, and it collected like the... And, and that's a thing, too, and I'm not sure like when it comes down to the cameras, but like the ones that were on this Chinese little satellite thing that landed there, the ground looked like brown. Like, it was a lot more brown than it was gray that you see in all these other videos. So, like, I, I would recommend They just everybody. used a filter, bro. It wasn't enough to make me, like, want to post that clip. I think I absolutely murdered it, and I think I got you guys questioning a little bit, like, with the whole Richard Nixon, and that's Armstrong fresh out of, you know. You mean Buzz Aldrin? Or Buzz, Buzz Aldrin's a sleeper Buzz Aldrin, cell. yeah. Can't be trusted. I still feel the exact same. I'm not going to lie. Okay. You didn't, you didn't change my opinion at all, but. Did I sway anybody in here? Well, no, yeah, no, but I do want to say though that that is the most because like the only real like moon landing was fake is Eddie Bravo that's a, that I've seen. Eddie Bravo is just a crackhead. Uh, that's the most break your leg. He'll break tap out. Yeah, so can any other crackhead on Fremont Street? So what? <laughs> uh, Austin, I taught you how to fight. What are you talking about? You know how to fight. Yeah. But, like, I don't have crackhead strength, dude. <laughs> okay. I, I work downtown. I see those crackheads. But that's the most concrete, I would say more concrete of evidence that I've seen brought forth than just, I appreciate bro, it. they lied. I appreciate it. Can I can I say something? I was doing some research as you guys are just sitting there. Um, so it takes, it takes three times as much fuel and energy to get to the moon than it does to Mars. In order to maintain an orbit around the moon, you have to stop the vehicle from going a certain speed. Mars, you could just push a little bit and it'll carry us past it and use the moon as a launching vehicle to get to Mars. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. You draft Thanks, behind Travis. it like you do with a semi truck on the speed or on the highway. <laughs> yes. Wait, can you Tokyo drift a rocket? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. It's, they're called, uh, they're called like, uh, you're familiar with Talladega Nights, how they do the, you know, the slingshot or the uh, move. wake yeah. Shake, yeah. Shake, yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Well, there's no friction in space. So of course you can drift. <laughs> so you're telling me we got to send Will Ferrell and Bill Riley up there. Absolutely. Bam. That'd be a just great say, movie. All you got to say is there's family on Mars. Vin oh Diesel's going. <laughs> All you gotta say is family's gonna go family, or or just tell people like, hey, Mars is made out of fucking crack rock. <gasps> All the crackheads will go. They'll figure out a way. 
first crackhead scientist. Yeah, they'd be like, it's like Ty, it's like Tyrone from from uh, the Chappelle show. He'd be like, you know, I found out that I really I really like this quantum physics stuff. That shit. Bust it. <laughs> I wouldn't say bust That's like after his time. He's like, that shit is fucking bananas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You know, they give me $20, a crack rock, and a banana every day. <laughs> okay. He'll uh, figure it out. Peanut butter and crack sandwich. <laughs> okay, Franny, I have a new question involving your expertise. That's why you're yeah. here. You're here to debunk the theory once and for all. All right, let's hear it. Let's go. What material did NASA construct the moon out of? <laughs> is it oh, no. is it this or is it that or or is it that? Is it Asiago cheese? <laughs> what the fuck is it? Shit. It, uh, well, if they had to reconstruct, if they did construct uh, a moon set, they probably had a fabricator make it out of out of foam. Okay, I'm guessing a foam. I I'm pretty sure foam. Like, carvable foam was around back then. I can't see how it wouldn't have been. So you're saying it's not Parmesan cheese? Unfortunately, no. God damn. Don't tell the Italians. <laughs> They'll be real mad. <laughs> That's their whole religion. <laughs> <laughs> the moon. <laughs> when your moon meets oh the ice. <laughs> or whatever, whatever the fuck it goes. <laughs> no, you had it. Why, did, why was it Jamaican? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about rented right earlier. That's why. Yeah, man. It's circular. This is this is actually all a part of the conspiracy. The predator is from the moon. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, Francisco, it's been a pleasure having you on, dude. It's always a blast coming on. That you like this, and you. I love how you bring you bring your prop. Like last time, it was the Star Wars, or it was the uh, was yeah, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah, helmet. Mandalorian yeah, yeah. helmet. And now you're bringing in this shit. You brought a, you brought a lightsaber We've last time. Him. I did, didn't I? Yeah. I sh next time you do, I'll have to bring mine. We can yeah. sword fight on on, on screen. Cam. On cam. We're going to do camera. it after this episode as well. Yeah. Oh. We're going to share a urinal. All right. This makes want to wrap it up fast. <laughs> yeah. So, Franny, do you have anything you want to plug? I know uh, we have your Instagram tag up on the yeah, screen. Just, but just my Instagram. Hit me up. You want me to make you some shit? I'll make you some shit. Let's go. Nice. Obviously, nice. you can see the work that he's done is it's very fucking amazing. Is very seriously detailed. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, you. no, it's this journey because I remember watching you start like almost ten years ago making like what was it, like fiberglass Mandalorian armor. Yeah, and you're like, bro, I can't feel my fucking hands. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, you, I did. Like the first day, and then you learned. You were like, okay, I remember because I remember coming over to your garage, and you were like, bro, I fucked up my hand. No, I didn't. No, I did. It's okay. We all Somebody's made mistakes. Fibbing. Yeah, I'm not fibbing. Someone's fibbing. But I remember the start of that to this now. That's a fuck. What a glow up. Yeah, what that is up. the. If you go into glow the dictionary up. and look up glow up, it's just Franny going. I scope. Boom. That's what he do. That's what he do. Ah, uh, all right. Yes, yeah, this, this was a fun one, this guys. Was. All right. So, uh, Christian, real quick, I think we have. Uh, thanks to our friend, we have a Patreon member to thank now. Yes, yes, our dear friend and Patreon benefactor, Nathan Raw Dog Harryman. Yes, Yay. Nate the Raw Dog. Let's Thank go, you. Nate. For everybody Thank else you so much. We have a Patreon. It's down below. It's also in the show notes. You can follow us there. We have multiple different tiers. It really helps us here at the show. It helps us do cool new things. We have we have things in the works we're working on. But you know where to find us: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Patreon, Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. You can catch these episodes live on YouTube every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere like that, we appreciate you. 
please remember to leave us a review. Sign up on Patreon. And until next time, everybody, Franny, you lead us this time. Chin Kui. Chin Kui. Chin Kui.